This episode is powered by Anivia Pickleball. Based in the heart of Vancouver, BC, whether you're new to the game or a seasoned vet, they have the paddle for you. I myself am currently using their Voltex Gen 3 Pro, which comes in both mid and lightweight. A big thank you for the team at Nanivia for taking a chance on me in this podcast. And for listeners of the podcast, if you enter agorman15 at checkout, you get 15% off. Check out anivia.com now. That's A-G-O-R-M-A-N 15 at checkout. On with the show. All right, we got championship weekend coming up next week. So what do you need to know? What's the format? What are the matchups? I got my new mic, got my new Anivia gear on. Let's get into it. Episode 15, Pickleball Diaries. Here we go. Let's do a quick season recap before we get into the format. So at the end of the season, we had the Rush number one at 10 and four. They won the tiebreaker against the Wolverines who are number two also at 10 and four. Then Pronghorns at third at eight and six. The Brewers also eight and six at number four. Then we had Toronto United also eight and six. So three, four and five, all eight and six. And then it was just tiebreakers to figure out that lineup. The Smash at 7-7, seven and seven. then the Lions and Rollers filling out the bottom, 3-11 for the Lions, 2-12 for the Rollers. So, the format for this championship weekend coming up, which is going to be in Mississauga at the One Health Center for the CNPL, you're going to have 1-8, versus 2-7, versus 3-6, and 4-5. So, this is a double elimination, 18 brackets. So, for those of you who aren't familiar with a double elimination bracket, so think any regular bracket as the start. So NHL, NBA, NCAA, any type of thing like that. And then what happens is though in a double elimination bracket is once you lose your first game, you drop down to the B side or the backdraft side of the bracket. So what happens then is if you lose your first game, you drop down to that B side, you still have a chance to get to the finals. You just have to play more games and to work your way back up. So what the CNPL is also doing is after round one, they're doing a reseed. So... What that means, so say for example, one beats eight, but seven beats two. No matter how the bracket looks at the beginning, that seven seed has to play the number one seed in round two. So basically the advantage of finishing first is you get to play the two weakest teams um, for those first two rounds. Then after that, the bracket moves on regular. So like I said, with the double elimination bracket, the way that works is the one team will go undefeated to get to the finals. The team that loses to uh, in the semifinals to the undefeated team will drop down to the championship side or the championship game of the B side of the bracket. So, the other team that works its way up to face that team, those two will play off. The winner of that has goes back up to the championship game to play the undefeated team. Now, the advantage of the double elimination bracket is that that undefeated team has to be beaten twice. So the team that comes up from the B side of the bracket, they got to win the first game to force a winner-take-all tiebreaker matchup. And that's how that's going to work. So this is the typical format for most uh, pickleball tournaments. So this was like, for example, when we played in Nationals, this was the format in Nationals or at Provincials or anything like that. The uh, season itself basically acted as the round robin to create the seeding. So so the matchups are going to be, you have the Rush versus the Rollers, 
Pronghorns versus the Smash, Brewers versus Toronto United, and then the Wolverines versus the Lions. So going into that, I'm going to look at this as if every team has their full roster. I haven't, uh, from who I've talked to and stuff like that, I, as far as I know, everyone's going to have their full roster. I know in like the Western split, the Smash were missing some people. Um, in the Eastern split, some other teams were missing some people. So if we're going into this with everybody has their full roster available. So we'll start off with the Rush, the number one all over team. So they got Alex, Casey, Nathan, and Brett. You got Coach Tracy Bennett. So this team, um, Nathan only played the Western split. He wasn't at the Eastern split. And after those first, like, two games, they were really rolling. Like, they were really hard to beat. Um, the the mat, the team matchups with uh, Nathan playing with Casey and Brett playing with Alex were very, very tough. Um, and then the women in the men's matchup, they were playing really well. They pulled off that first place win with that final game win over the Wolverines to, to beat the tiebreaker. If this team can keep rolling the way it's been rolling, um, if they can keep, it's going to be hard to carry that momentum because, of course, it's quite a few weeks since the last term. But if they can keep that blend going, they're going to be a very, very tough beat. Like, um, the roller's going to have a tough time with this team. Moving on to the number two seed, the Wolverines. So, same thing going with as if they have their full lineup. Now, they've, they're have they the one of the few teams that have had their full lineup for every event. So, they got Angie, they got Joel, they got Hado, and they got Vicky. Joel and Hado are a steady, steady pair. They play together all the time. Angie and Vicky are also a very steady pair. They have mixed up the teams a few times. Uh, they've had uh, both uh, men play with both women. The match, the the setups that seem to work the best is Hado with Vicky and Joel with Angie. Um, same thing. Um, they probably there was probably one game in the Western split where they want that back, where they probably shouldn't have lost, and then they probably would have had first place off the hop, but. Once again, very, very tough out for uh, the number two, uh, the number seven team Lions to face. Um, and if they play the way they were playing uh, the last two uh, weekends, um, I don't foresee them losing in the first round. It's just a very, they're an insanely solid team. Uh, moving down to the Pronghorns, who are number three. So they didn't have Brad Chapman the first weekend. They had him the second, and they matched their, uh, their record. Um, Kim, Pam, and Maddie have been there for both. Um, Kim and Pam are a solid duo. Um, it's normally Maddie and Pam and then Brad and Kim for the mixed. Same thing, very solid duos. The losses that they did have, a few of them came in those Dream Breaker singles matches. So if they can, where they have a little bit of a disadvantage, uh, Maddie's probably their strongest single player. Um but that's where I think they have a tiny bit of a disadvantage. Not by much, but some of the other teams just have a few more players who you can tell have worked on their singles a little bit. Now, who knows? There's been like two and a half, three weeks since the Western split. So they might have gone and worked on some of that in pre preparation for this championship weekend. But once again, also a very, very tough out. Um, but the game between them and the Smash is going to be... if. if Lack of anything electric. Moving on to the Brewers. So same thing. The This Brewers team has had their full roster at every event. Now they, since last, since the Western split, they have picked up another player, Reese George. Um, 
She's listed as a 4.5, 5.0 player. I've never seen her play. I did look up her up on pickleball brackets. She has played at um, quite a few tournaments in Ontario, like versus Christina and Mark. So they probably know her pretty well. I have a feeling she's being brought in just in case um, someone goes down. I don't have, I don't think she's going to replace Susan or anything like that. Like Susan did seem to have, especially on the second day of the Western split, a little bit of a tough go. I don't know if she was injured or just gassed. Um, but I got a feeling Reese is going to be there more as a safety net. Um, same thing, the, uh, the match that the Brewers are going to have with Toronto United, that's probably going to be the first round match to watch. Um, Christina and Mark are as st steadiest pairs ever. Um, that pair won bronze or actually bronze and silver at nationals. Um, Jeff and Susan are a really good pair. And then same thing, uh, Christina and Susan are very good. Jeff and Mark are very tough out. So I don't, that that match with them and the uh, Toronto United team is going to be one of the toughest ones uh, to predict who's going to take that one home. But if either of those teams get, gets through, um, everyone else better watch out. All right, moving on to Toronto United. So the team that went 6-1 and one at the Western split, the hottest team if you were going to relay it all the way here. So this is the this is one that's going to be a little bit interesting because on the Eastern split, they had Martina playing with um, Matt, Hannah, and then they also had Daniel in for um, for Mark. So they had Carolina in on the Western split, and then Mark was uh, filling in his regular spot. So I'm interested to see who they're going to go with for the second female position. Like Hannah's in, Mark's in, Matt's in. That's those are no brainers, but. Do you go with the team that had the hot hands with going six and one in the Western split? Or do you bring in back Martina back in as the person you actually drafted? Because Carolina was the alternate. So I'm interested to see what uh, Toronto is going to go with that. Um, with Sorry, Toronto United is going to go with with that one because it's, it's kind of like that hockey thing with a goalie type thing. Do you play the hot hand or do you go with who your trusted person was? So I'm really interested to see what uh, Rick and them come up with for that one. Um, like I said, the match between them and the Brewers is probably going to be the most electric match in the first round. Um, that's a coin flip for whoever's going to win that one. But whoever does win that one, everyone better watch out further in the bracket. But, and then once again, even if the, one of those teams loses, they're on the back draft, they can still work their way back up into the finals on the B side. So that that matchup there with the uh, Toronto United and the Toronto Brewers, that's much watch TV. If you're uh, clicking in just for anything on the first day, it's that match. All right, moving on to the Toronto Smash. So the Smash did really really well that first um, the first weekend in the Eastern split, and then it's hard to really judge the Western split. Uh, their first day they had both their regular men out, uh, so they had two alternates playing. And then the second day, they only had one. They only had Chris back. Delbier was out um, from, and I haven't heard anything different from what I heard was the birth of a child. So once again, congrats to Delbier with that. But so the Western split wasn't a really good representation of how how good this team is. Uh, this team was ranked first coming into that weekend, and then dropped all the way down to sixth um, due to ha due to not having both uh, both the players there. So. Like I said, going with having the full roster there. This is a very fast, very athletic team. Um, it's going to be a tough match for the Pronghorns. Um, not that the Pronghorns are any slouchy. Like I said, between this one and the Toronto United and the Toronto Brewers game, 
this matchup here also might be a candidate for one of the um, more electric matches to watch. Uh, really interested to see who pulls this one out. And then same thing, B side of the bracket. That's going to be a tough, a tough matchup for anyone who has to play either of those teams. Moving on to the Lions. So not the weekend they definitely wanted last weekend at the Westerns. They went 1-6, and six, um, finishing with like a 3-11 and 11 record. So not the greatest. Um, from what I've seen, they haven't picked anybody up as a possible alternate or a possible safety net for any of the players. They're getting the Wolverines for the first round matchup. Um, as good as Kim Layton is, as good as some of the player, other players are on this team with Cam, Grace, and Eric, I don't see them getting past the first, at least the first round. Now, like I said, these are all really good players. Everybody has a chance to win. We saw that happen in the Western split with the Rollers taking out the Wolverines. And they didn't even do it in the um, Dreambreaker singles. They did it in a regular setup. So everybody's got a chance to win here. But if you're just going with what's on paper and with past performance taking into account, they're going to have a tough a tough uh, one taking out the the Wolverines for sure. So um I hope they. I hope it. I hope it's a really good match, um, and I hope they do well. But uh, like I said, tough. This is going to be a tough matchup for them. Uh, hopefully, they can pull it out. Um, as long as um, Kim and Grace play really good, because they were pretty solid. They were really solid in the Western split, and then Cam and Eric can uh, hold hold the fort a little bit there. They should be able to have a puncher's chance of pulling out a win here. But like I said, it's going to be tough. And then finally, moving on to the Rollers. So. Finished the season with a two and twelve record, um, not the great, not the greatest. I'm not gonna go into this. Um, like, like I said, if we're going with full roster, that means they got Rob, Corey, Jonas, Jessica, and Emma. Uh, Jessica and Emma have been solid throughout the entire season. Jonas has had his up and downs, but uh, in the last uh, weekend there, he was pretty solid. Corey and Rob both still playing pretty solid as well. Uh, Rob probably doing a little bit better than Corey. Um, but once again, they're playing the rush right off the hop. And honestly, I don't know if they're going to pull that out. Like I said, just like, just like the lions with the Wolverines, they have a puncher's chance of taking that out, especially if everyone plays really, really solid. But with, um, like I say, if you take in past, uh, performance into account, it's going to be a really tough, tough, uh, Tough day for them that first day. If they can pull it out, then anything can happen. You might see a Cinderella story, but um, if I if I had to be a put money on it, I'd be putting money on the rush for this one. So, like I said, I want all these matches to be really, really good. So, hoping if, if even if they lose, hoping they can make it an insanely entertaining match and make the rush work for it. All right, so that's the quick recap for this upcoming championship weekend. Um, as far as my opinion goes, this has been a super successful season so far for the CMPL. I hope they can knock it out of the park with this final weekend. Um, let me know in the comments or uh, you can DM me on uh, the socials who you think is going to win. Um, you putting your money on anyone in particular? Um, were my kind of quick team recaps a little bit off or did you disagree with him? I want to know. I want this. I want the engagement. So thank you for watching, everyone. And I'll see you guys after championship weekend for a full review on that. Left hand. Look at that. What a way to end it with an overhead smash. And not just an overhead smash, but a jumping overhead smash by Irene. So Irene and Andrew from East River, Alberta.
medalists.